The last page has been turned on one of my last reads of the year, but I am hopeful I will be able to fit in a few more before the clock strikes midnight on the 31st. Though I could be popping the cork on a small bottle of something fizzy and alcoholic, believe me, there are a few very pretty bottles in my fridge, I am following my tradition and going the sensible route, drinking something hot and sweet. Another cup of Earl Grey, not a cup of mulled wine. Red wine just does not agree with me, no matter how good the bottle. Hopefully everyone has been enjoying a beautiful and restful holiday season, whatever you celebrate and whoever you have been celebrating it with. It's the last episode of the season and of 2023, so I really wanted to do something a little bit different and that's why I am going to be talking about and taking a look at five of my favourite episodes of this year. They, there have been a good number to choose from and I would love to hear from you which episodes you enjoyed and also if you were inspired to pick up any of the books that I talked about. So for the last time in 2023, let's get this thing going. Here I am, no spoilers, opinion filled as ever and ready to roll. All of which means it's time for the last episode of Being Bookish for 2023. I'm your host, Ray, self-confessed bookworm, introvert, hermit, long-term depression sufferer, and ex-coffee addict. Join me on my journey through my ever-growing to-be-read pile, and enjoy this latest episode as I go through my past reviews. of 2022 I looked at every single one of the 130 books I read to pick out my favorite of the year this year I am doing things a little bit differently only picking from the books I reviewed from the show that still gives me a good number to pick from and though there are a number that will be left off the list by default I hope I am going to be able to pick a top five though I suspect that will actually probably be the easiest thing. So where should I start? I guess by taking a look through the books I reviewed at the beginning of the year. I started 2023 with a 1980s bonkbuster, an Agatha Christie classic and a brand new fantasy. And though I enjoyed the Jilly Cooper reread and the Agatha Christie novel, in fact it is one of my all-time favourites by her, God Killer by Hannah Kainer was the highlight of January. It's a book I have thought about many times since I read it, and the characters, especially Kissin, Inara, and Skediseth, were so wonderfully created. I am eagerly awaiting the sequel, Sunbringer, which is released very close to my birthday at the beginning of next year. Happy birthday to me, because I have already pre-ordered it. Kana's creation was exciting, enjoyable and everything that I could have wanted from a fantasy adventure at the beginning of the year. The character dynamics, the world building and the overall storytelling were clever and I cannot wait to revisit Midran again really soon. Godkiller was the first new release I reviewed for the podcast, which is hard to believe but is true, but it certainly was not the last. 
February was an interesting month, and though I reviewed a few brand new releases, including The Incredible Wayward by Amelia Hart, a debut that was wonderful, traumatic, tense, and very well written, the next new book on my list is one of my March reviews. It's a book I read first on NetGalley and then had to purchase because I ended up constantly thinking about it. It ended up being my all-time favourite book of 2023, and that is Clytemnestra by Costanza Cassati. Yep, I declared it already. I acknowledge I am a huge fan of Greek mythology, and if anyone were to ask, what's your Roman Empire, which seems to have been the thing this year, then Greek mythology would likely be it. Specifically, the period surrounding the Trojan War, which, if I am honest, is linked to a considerable number of the myths included in both Homer and Ovid's tales. The story of Clytemnestra has been distorted so much by the myths linked to it, that of her husband Agamemnon's murder and her daughter Electra's quest for revenge. However, Cassati's book digs deeper using the existing myths to build out who Clytemnestra is and showing her to be a woman who was pushed to the edge of reason by the circumstances that led to her ultimate end. This book is one that I have read a few times already. The writing is almost poetic in its beauty and the wealth of emotion that it inspired in me while I read it was almost endless. The book made me cry, laugh, frown and feel so much anger and frustration at how helpless Clytemnestra became because of the manipulations of her family. I am positive that I will reread this book again, if only because I have no doubt there will be things I have missed and feelings I want to experience again. In April, I read the amusing and surprising Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Satanto. This book was another highlight and one that I have recommended to so many people since I finished it. Whenever someone says, oh, have you got a cozy crime I like? This is the first one I pick on my list, even though I do have love for many others. The story is a chiming one of found family, love, loneliness and redemption. But it's also written in a witty and clever style that just pulls you in. As the main character, Vera is someone you can't help but feel affection for, though she does tend to drive you towards frustration occasionally. She is endearing, grandmotherly, and the sort of person who would be great to spend some time with. Feeling lonely, she seems to pull people into her circle and give them the sort of affection that has been missing in their lives. Part of me would love a sequel, to revisit Vera and her friends and family, but the book was perfect in the way it ended, and that's enough for me, at least for now. Sometimes sequels are unnecessary. The last two books of the year are a little bit harder to pick, if I'm being honest. Towards the latter part of 2023, I refined my reading for the podcast down to fantasy and cosy crime, partly because these seemed to be the two that I enjoyed the most, and I had also been buying a lot more of these two genres and enjoying reading both of them. 
Of course, that's not to say that I haven't read anything else, because believe me, I have. However, these were the two genres that just happened to speak to me when I was coming to write my reviews. So the second to last book for this year's episodes has to be Fourth Wing. Yes, I know this is a tad predictable, but I enjoyed it. Sue me. That's not to say the book isn't without its faults, but I enjoyed the characters that Rebecca Yaros created. The chemistry between her leads, Zayden and Violet, was palpable from the moment they said their first words to each other. I don't pick any of my reads or episodes based on hype or popularity, and quite often I find that hyped novels are ones I don't enjoy, or at least not as much as I have other books, and as much as other readers have done. I bought the book because I was curious, and I have enjoyed other stories about dragons and riders. I'm honestly not sure how many times I can recommend the Sparks series by Kerry Law. They are fantastic. Fourth Wing pulled me in and spat me out with a desire to read the next book. However, you will notice that Iron Flame is not on this particular list. I enjoy books that I can just sink into and forget about everything. That's precisely the mood that Fourth Wing provided for me. A few hours in which I could just escape from reality, travel to another world, and sure, there's war and death. I am not over one of those yet. But the story itself is so fast moving and exciting that I couldn't help but be entertained by it. Now we've come to the final book, and is it cheating to say that this one is part of a completed trilogy? I have actually read two very good series by this duo of authors this year, but when I really think about it, as much as I enjoyed Illuminae, my mind and heart are quickly drawn back to Aurora Rising, Aurora Burning, and Aurora's End, otherwise known as the Aurora Cycle, how many times can I say that without getting tongue-tied, by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. I am admittedly not a big reader of science fiction. Hopefully that will change in 2024. There are only a few books on my shelf that could be classified in this genre, but this series I just couldn't stop reading. It's quite a thick trilogy of books, totalling over 1,500 pages, but I read through all three of them at a rate of knots and relished every moment of them. The futuristic world that was created for this series, the misfit characters who make up Squad 312, and the war that is being fought have been so carefully and cleverly crafted that it was impossible to finish one book and not want to immediately start the next. I can't imagine how frustrating it must have been for the readers who were on the journey as the world was being created, because I haven't got that much patience. I know I was likely meant to prefer Aurora, for whom the series has been named, more than other characters, and while I did enjoy her story, for me it was the group that supported her on her mission to save not only her world, but many others, especially Finn, Zela, and the sarcastic handheld computer that was Magellan that made the books what they were. So there you have it, my top five books from episodes for this year. I know that I could have easily listed more, but these were my ultimate favourites. 
2023 was a great year for books. There is no denying it. And I haven't even scraped the surface when it comes to my own reading. I cannot wait to find out what 2024 brings with it. Everything from Sunbringer, which is the highly anticipated sequel to God Killer by Hannah Kainer, the long-awaited sequel to The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune, titled Somewhere Beyond the Sea, and for many, the final book in the Atlas series by Olivia Blake, The Atlas Complex, which comes out at the very beginning of 2024. At the beginning of a year, it seems as though the list of new releases is endless. I could easily go through my own personal list of anticipated reads and spend hours considering every single one of them. But I have promised myself that 2024 is going to be a year when I not only clear my TBR, one that's been building since probably 2015, and build another one, hopefully sworner and more manageable. I have already pre-ordered several books that are due for release next year. The latest is due out in September. I know that the pre-order list will grow because that's always the case, but that's fine as long as I keep on reading. I don't think I'm going to have any problems there. I have seen a lot of readers creating some kind of structure for their reading for the coming year, and I think that I may join them. Time will tell. Of course, I am always looking for new books to add to my TBR, so if there is a fiction novel you think I would love, recommend away. Send me an email at beingbookishpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, and I will be sure to check them out. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank every single person who has joined me this year, whether you're a listener or you've been a guest. Yes, I am talking about you here, Lorraine. You have been on this show more than anyone. It's been a very interesting 2023 with some incredible books, and I hope that 2024 is even more so. Well, that's it for this week and for this year. I really want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, why not share it with your friends and family? And please post a star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other podcatchers where you might listen. You can also follow me on Instagram as beingbookishpod, on TikTok at beingbookishreviews, and on X as being underscore bookish. And you can find newer episodes and some book-themed shorts on YouTube where I am at beingbookishpod. Or you can check out my website for the podcast full back catalogue and full written spoiler-free book reviews at beingbookish.co.uk. Due to a few personal things I need to sort out at the beginning of 2024, the first episode of season five will be released on Monday the 15th of January. However, there will be new content on my YouTube channel over the next few weeks and I really can't wait for you to join me there if you haven't already. Well, I've got a lot to prepare for next week as I am back at work and a new book is calling me. So until next time, this is me saying farewell and Happy New Year. Mm